Thanks to Keeps for supporting FilmSack. Keeps makes easy and affordable hair loss treatment for men. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash filmsack. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z! You are with me. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 436. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian Diggy 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 Da 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 Dunaway. Diggy 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 <laughs> Da Da Da. Oh, hi. Hi. Sorry, guys. I'm a bit under the weather. It mm. seems I left my window open all night and I've managed to catch a cold. Now, if you could hold on a second, <clears throat> I can't seem to locate my show notes for today. And I know I filed them here somewhere between Con Air and National Treasure, <laughs> but I can't seem to locate them. Man, if I only had a 30-something secretary with sexy ankles and shoulder pads who lives at home with her mom and middle-aged root of her brother, I'm sure I could find it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Seems a bat has flown in the window. Shoo! 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 If I only had a shoe to throw at him, I'll just take care of that later. Great. Now I'm frustrated, drunk, and horny. What? You guys aren't still drunk from Saturday night at Ibbitt's house? <laughs> Shut up, Randy. I know you are. But come on. How'd you get through this week's movie without having someone drive a pallet stick through your heart? Mm. Fine. How about horny then? Just me? All right. <laughs> Whatever you got to tell yourself to crawl under the leather couch at night. Ah, uh, there it is. It was under movies that became memes. You don't say. Now you feel, excuse me, I have a bat to fondle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like sick Dunaway. I mean, I don't want you to be sick, but I think you're funny when you're sick. Uh, then also with this, Randy, he always wears visible boob covers in his sex scenes, Jordan. Mm. Aloha, Scott. Ryan. Ryan. Uh -huh. Hi. Yes. Yeah. Why, yes. I'm talking strangely. Why would you even question that? Have you done the thing that I asked you to yet? Have you? Well... What's so hard about simply putting in the time to do this one simple task? Do I ask too much of you? No. And no, that's not fake plastic teeth in my mouth. How dare you? And no, that's not fake plastic teeth in my butthole either. <laughs> I, have, I have real actual <laughs> anus dentata. I mean... How do you think I lost four fingers at the second knuckle? Goodness, <laughs> <laughs> this movie was rated R. Yeah, no good kidding. Lord. Yeah, yeah. pretty good, good. Lord. Finally with us, Brian, when Nicolas Cage starts to gag in a cab, you kick Nicolas Cage out of your cab, Ibbet. <laughs> For sure. 
uh, Alva, come into my office. I don't know if I can keep the, the I, you know, I just, keep it up for as long as he kept it up. Yeah. Just do it, Keanu. Come on. That's what it is. I want you to take a break from looking for the Der Spiegel contract <laughs> and how that was slipping into a... Keanu, I'm telling you. <laughs> it is Keanu. It's and help me locate Keanu. some missing books we need to publish. Howard Portman is going to be coming by the office today, and he's looking for a first proof on his book of nursery rhymes. You know, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Then Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. <laughs> and, and when you're done looking for that one, I need you to locate a very important book for a celebrity client. Uh, Theodore Giesel is meeting me for lunch tomorrow and wants to see how the editing is going with uh, green eggs and ham. You know, I will not eat green eggs and ham. I will not eat them, Sam, I am. <laughs> And when you're done with that, can you please track down the Sam Kinison autobiography? Oh, you know, man. that's the one where he does his bit about solving world hunger. That uh, that bit that ends with, uh, we have deserts in America. We just don't live in them. Tell the Ethiopians to get in. We'll drive them to where the food is. <laughs> oh, Jeez, deep cut on that one. Nice job. Yeah, yeah I know. I was trying to think of another screaming author. Yeah. Do you think do you think Nicolas Cage was throwing shade at Keanu Reeves at that time? No. Because I swear that was that no, was like I don't think Keanu Reeves I mean we're talking eighty eight, so like when was yeah, when right. was even No, like, was he not was he not uh Ted was he not Bill and Ted by then? I mean he was Ted by no. then, but was he really Ted by then? Like No, 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 no. Nicholas Cage does not have the talent or uh, ability. <laughs> well I, I didn't say it was a good to, I didn't, to, I didn't say it was a good this. shade. Yeah. Let me let me right. actually. That's funny. You should ask. I don't know when Bill and Ted came out. We should. Okay, that was Bill and Ted was uh, uh, 1990. So you're oh, right. This wow. preceded that. I was that. putting that back in '88. Wow, I did wow. too. I had that in the '80s yeah. in my head. That's it. Does not seem like '90 to me. But anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Vampires Kiss. The uh, one of those movies. If I had to make a list of like 10 movies on FilmSec that belong here, that's on that list, and it might be pretty high up on that list in terms of like. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the 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 mission the original mission of what film sack was about which is undis- you know uncovering these ridiculous things from yesteryear and trying to figure out what they were trying to do and i, I can't think of a better well, example right now than vampires guess as as you know i also uh, like i have a similar thing where i'm trying to determine what are like the 10 worst movies that we've seen like where where mm-hmm. we're talking about the film as a film for it you know f- for right. that comparison with other movies right like yeah. and this is this is, Ooh, this is a good strong entry <laughs> really into is. that list. Yeah, yeah, and it and it, it has to start and middle and finish with Nicolas Cage. Like oh, yeah. he just yes. how how do you you don't have this movie without him? I can't imagine mm-hmm. anyone else choosing to make the movie or you know, anyone with any kind of cachet, right? Like <laughs> obviously, yeah. there's lots yeah. of no. I mean, you put anybody else in that role, and they're gonna do it pretty close to straight like you imagine the character should be right no no weird vocal affectations no uh bipolar out of nowhere zero to sixty and a half a second kind of uh responses Mm -hmm. and not and and nicholas cage to his credit and maybe it's the peggy sue got married stuff or the uh uh the um raising arizona kind of thing that he's doing back then but he's just not afraid to go over the top but without he be? any provoca- provocation <laughs> right you're totally right about that but it's interesting because you just mentioned so the other one i would mention is moonlighting moonlighting and raising arizona came oh, out uh, just moonlight 
Or sorry, Moonlight. Moonlight. I keep saying yeah, Moonlight. yeah, not, not the TV series. Yeah, and I know that if I ever say that in front of Ibit, he not only corrects it immediately, <laughs> right. but it exposes Quickly. himself as a true Moonlighting fan. Um, walked by night. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Moonlight rather came out yeah. a year before this. So did uh, Raising Arizona, and those are both really good examples of Nicolas Cage in the right hands, yeah. uh, in the right roles, and people walking out going, "Oh, he was great in that." And then mm-hmm. this thing happens, and it's in a world of its own. It's this, this is like the worst, best garbage I've seen in a long time on our show. Like, it's so terrible, Without but at the same time, I felt like we, I had to watch it, and I would even be willing to watch this again with friends just to have a laugh. Like, it's yeah. that kind of movie. But also, I'm half convinced. You know, when I here's when I think a movie really got into my, under my skin, is when I start to... Uh, question a bunch of lore stuff and this movie actually made me do that despite how stupid it is it actually made me go well now wait a minute was the psychiatrist ever real was it always him descending into madness was he ever was the vampire connection kind of real because they would lead you along like it was but then they would nod at the camera as if they weren't and in the end she does her little thing as the camera pans out and goes back to the city after he helped stab himself and and, and and then I'm still like, was he just crazy? Had he just lost his mind? And that's all this ever was. And right. was the se- constant secretary abuse. Like, what did that even mean? Why was that even in here? Like, it is, like, it's what, a movie that made me think way too much for, for how shitty it is. Sure, sure. Yeah, and sometimes, right. sometimes you try to, uh, you try to find a purpose in things mm-hmm. and you forget that the movie is like wildly incompetent, you know? <laughs> and so like, there's a scene after he's been after he's been like absolutely mistreating Maria Conchito Alonso in ways that like no office space would have ever tolerated <laughs> not in the 80s not in the 60s but after that has been established then there's this quick scene in a conference room where he and the rest of the boys club at his firm are all laughing about it and again the movie's incompetent and it depicts them laughing as though they're pretending to laugh mm-hmm. rather right. than laughing mm-hmm. and so that alone has you questioning what the hell you're looking at right but but then you have to take a another step back and go wait why is that scene in this movie what is that scene trying to trying to depict right Mm -hmm. and it's well i guess maybe it's just depicting an excuse how does he get away with this well because the other parts of the boys club are fine with it right Mm -hmm. Right. but man it's so bad at (laughs) depicting that that simple thing you know yeah but isn't it isn't it supposed to be an attack on yuppies from the 80s wasn't this a uh, comedy that was supposed to be a dark comedy and that never once crossed my mind watching this movie. I mean, it did. That's amazing. It, it did to me in a in a way. Like he was playing this weird stereotype, and by the way, affecting the worst possible combo <laughs> accent thing. <laughs> never in the history of film site could I not like. Am I so anxious to get to clips that I almost want to say, yeah, well, yeah. let's let's do clips and we'll talk about it afterwards." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it's like but my my simple description for it is it's like an actor who has gone to acting school and is like last in his class yeah. is asked to do a, a mid-Atlantic accent and does not know what that sounds like is just like making up, make up a mid-Atlantic accent. What, whatever you think that is, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what this right. is. Like. This felt very much like a indie film to me. Mm-hmm. It had, uh, it had all the, the marks of it. It was, uh, it, it was kind of like, you know, well, what do you think we should do? Nicholas cage? What, how do you, how do you want to get into mm-hmm. your role? It was just, it felt very sophomore, but eh. Well, this was I, the first film by the by this director. I'm trying to get back to his name here. 
Um, yeah, Robert Bierman, Robert I believe Robert it is. Yes. This is his first big one. He had some TV movies and some shorts before then, but this was his first theatrical first debut. And okay. I think his last. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did, <laughs> he did some other last. He yes. did some other stuff. And for, <laughs> he did t- well, he did TV movies and TV stuff. No, he did do one called A Merry War, I think. It's a bunch yeah. of Britishy stuff. Nice. Um, yeah. And he's f- fine, I guess. I mean, I'm looking at I, one of the things on his list caught me by. Uh, mistake and i saw oh the walking dead he did a bunch of episodes of walking dead no he did something called right. walking the dead walking uh, the dead yeah. nice awaking, awaking the dead or i'm sorry awaken awaken the dead. Oh, no this too. is walking was it, do you wasn't wasn't uh wasn't he also in in bring out your dead no no that was just <laughs> wait where yeah, are no, you seeing see, waking the dead i don't see that i see on imdb it says waking the dead oh TV you're right there's no l in there you're right i read that wrong twice well anyway i kept putting an l in there i just couldn't help it so what was so the reason why it felt like a amateur's attempt to me is because you know, lots of times you'll make a movie and it'll reference another movie very heavily. This this uh, references uh, Count mm, Olaf. Nos, yeah, yeah, Nosferatu. Right. Uh, yeah, the, yeah the whole thing. Yeah. Right, right, Nosferatu. So they they almost went to I all the weird looks that Nick Cage gives is his direct impression of Count Orlock from from that film mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i mean I, I thought it was just him be, being weird and crazy which it is but it was like he was taking a lot of that you know that sunken head into his shoulders and you know throwing your chin kind of forward and with the big eyes and looking down your nose he got yeah. most of that from that film so well and he also trivia, it is on purpose that he does that yeah, that he does affect uh max shrek and because that's his movie. that's his influence in his mind it doesn't work it's shit it's shit it's terrible <laughs> well it works as a it works as a meme but it doesn't work as uh oh meme as hell him. sure yeah like, right. yeah you've got to and it's it's something you almost got to say all right is this nicholas cage doing nosferatu or is it peter uh Peter Lowe doing Nosferatu, right, which right. I think is really the case. Well, yeah. I mean, he, so if I'm, okay, you guys correct me. <laughs> this is my takeaway at the end. Sure, sure. <laughs> at the end of it, I got done and went, all right, I'm pretty sure he is, this is just a descent into mental illness. Right. Yeah. And he never experienced any of these things. Like the lady oh. he's talking to in the shower was never there. Uh, the, when he was with what's her name, he really wasn't, um, he, it's In all, fa- it's all was. just that, right? Like, uh, am I, to, am I supposed I, to, at the, end the way of this I interpreted not- it was, uh, halfway there. Like, I think, I think Jennifer Beals really was a vampire, really did suck his blood, but, but he, yeah, I disagree. But that's interpretation. That's interpretation. But he thought he was turning into a vampire. He wasn't. Right. But, There's no uh, clear. There's no clear answer, Ibit. So your answer that you think that that's what it was. It is, it is, it was it left up to interpretation. Well, right? I guess that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, not the problem, but that's exactly why I question it. And so you're right. It's it's uh they they don't really ever make it positive. Like they just are like sort of, hey, There's, what if it is or what if it isn't? That might be in his head. It might not be in his head. You never one, know. Like one I, way to go back and see what is real and what is not real is to go what is being witnessed by outside characters. Uh, such as the small boy in the stairwells, he was watching as the his girlfriend went in. That was a real moment. That was actually happening as witnessed by a uh, another character. Uh, so we know that happened. But things that were happening behind the scenes when we were just with, in Nicolas Cage's mind mm-hmm. uh, or Peter's mind, those were up for question. Yeah, anytime there was, it was just him. I mean, the, Jennifer Beals, I, I have no doubt that she was in his life, but I think the part where he's trying to pry her mouth open 
Mm-hmm. And right. so show everybody right. that she has fangs real, or whatever. In my opinion, that was real, yes. but she didn't have fangs. So my thinking is, he just has this different perception of this person, just like he, exactly. you know, he's giving coffee to her in bed and he's shaking coffee all over the bed. And there's nobody that was, over there. Was, I'm assuming that was the girl he was talking about at the beginning that he wanted her so bad at uh, the therapist, and then when he had her, he didn't want her, and so he was still hung up on her, and that was like part of the right. tipping point for his mm. insanity. That's just what know. I think. I don't know. So I absolutely believe that the character played by Casey Lemons was real. Yeah. And yeah. and that he, you know, uh that like marks the beginning of his descent, right? Like uh I believe that the bat was real, although the yeah. worst yeah. depiction of a live animal I've ever seen. <laughs> Shoo. 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 Oh, you're Do talking about us. the bat. I thought you was talking about Nicholas Cage's performance was yeah. the. You know, she has to go through her entire life. I assume she's still around. Uh, yeah, knowing yes. she has to go through her entire life, knowing full well that she had Nicholas Cage had her nipple in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's uh, successful as an actor, and and uh, later uh, Casey Lemons is a director. She's been directing yeah. some things. Um, she directed. Uh, one of my favorite episodes of Luke Cage, the TV series. Ooh. Anyway, um, I think I think she's absolutely real. I think he meets her at a bar. They they get to know each other a little bit. They try to go uh, have some fun. The thing that's weird to me is that uh, it's not depicted very well. I mean, that's true of the whole movie, but it's not depicted very well. Why is he doing this ridiculous laugh <laughs> after he gives up on his apartment and is like, let's go back to your place instead? And they're like getting in a cab. He's doing this right. laugh. That's like, what is that? I don't what know. Is he- that's that movie's <laughs> right. so full of that stuff. It's so hard to get my finger yeah. on why that was the choice. I understand it when what he was it? going crazy, but when he was just living and being normal, he would outburst in these weird giggles and laughs all the time. And we were supposed that's- to see that as like discordant, like, ooh, he's. Where, what's he doing? Why is he going that way? And- right. Well, didn't didn't we kind of like see at this point where we kind of like yuppies weren't real? They weren't real people, and everything about them was vampiric. And they the were cocaine and the day trading yeah, and the exactly right. and their lads were <laughs> singles bars, right? Perrier. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a whole yeah. thing, wasn't it? That was a whole vibe. It really was. Yeah. Then, right. And they were playing off on that a little bit, but he his decision to just lean into that. <laughs> full full crazy and then other moments of like sensibleness i mean if you ask me the crazy person is the secretary because she kept being convinced by him to come back right. why right. would you and then Worse, as was, soon as he gets in the car he would turn into a psycho and would be yeah. abusive and awful and i'm that like was, quit this job dude that, get which, out i mean that was some my favorite of that, part yeah some of it actually rang true like some of that where he's you know lying to her and begging her to give him another chance to go out on another date and she consent you know, gives mm-hmm. him a little a little bit of consent and then right ends up writing a note and leaving it on his door and so on i was like oh yeah it, like i i will bet you there are people out there who have had an encounter with someone who is oh. just going crazy and this, this was the is most, what they experienced mm-hmm. yeah this was the most authentic part of the whole movie being someone who is in a city who is trying to make it yet is getting this, all this family pressure to keep going and the people won't believe you that and, your boss is crazy. That's classic horror stuff and one of the most realistic 
parts of the film. And, and yeah. by the way, Casey Lemons in that role did a good job. Yes. Like Maria Conchito Alonso did a good job. She's a good actor doing a good job. And there's all of these little things, right? Like where David yeah. Hyde Pierce comes into the movie for one liner, John Michael Higgins. They're all good at these at, at these roles where they're acting. And we're like, hey, you had John Michael Higgins on set. Why didn't you make him the lead? He's the he dude. He would have been great. Now, he's the dude from. Now are we uh, talking about Alva? Because Alva was played by Maria. No, Alva. yeah, no. He's talking Alva. about. You're, if you're talking about Higgins, he's the dude from uh, Best in Show and uh, Rest of the Yeah, Lord. he has one yeah. line in a bar. Yeah. He's just right. a guy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right. He's great. Now, speaking of Casey Lemons, by the way, circle right, right back around to that. Mm-hmm. She's been on film sack several times. Yes. Uh, Candyman. Didn't we watch Hard Target with Van Damme? Oh, if yeah. We didn't? Hell yeah, we yeah. did. Are you Feel kidding like we me? Did, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I don't forget that one. That's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's my favorite John Woo movie, I think. Right. I mean, they're so all they were, good, but I like that one a lot. I have a special spot for it. So there and were then, a couple of things I wanted to I wanted to share with you guys because I read a lot after watching this horrible movie. Um, one was the great <laughs> the great Hal Henson reviewed this in the Washington Post mm. uh, on in June 1989, and I just wanted to read you two little clips from his review. Okay. Uh, he said. Uh, Hal Henson said, this is scorched earth acting, the most flagrant scenery chewing I've ever seen. Cage makes the previous champ, Crispin Glover in River's Edge, look like Perry Como. And then he ends he ends it with, no amount of description can prepare you for these mad excesses. They have to be seen to be believed. Yeah, And, and it's like... I get it that the movie reviewer's job is not to cause you to not find out for yourself, but they have to be seen to be believed is so freaking negative, you know? It is, but it's also, it's also him acknowledging the feeling I had when I watched it, which is this is required film sack viewing. Like, in, Mm -hmm. in fact, if you consider yourself like a Nicolas Cage aficionado, you like all his movies, you're into his, the meme world that he possesses or whatever, you owe it to yourself to see this. You have to see this one because I've yeah. seen them all yeah. and they've all been pretty weird and Wicker Man was pretty bad. And, you know, you can go down the list of terrible roles and good man, roles. I, am and- really, I was really missing Wicker Man last night. I know. This film. <laughs> exactly. It's like, wow. Uh, okay. Wicker Man held the top spot. Right. Nope, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. not even close. Man. I mean, it's not that. I mean, if you could actually argue that Wicker Man's a worse overall no. movie, but as yeah. far as just the performance bit, <laughs> Like mm-hmm. you can't, this is incomparable. And so right. I feel like I have right. been remiss in my, you know, my, right. my crappy movie viewing for the last, well, the entirety of my life until I finally <laughs> got to see Vampire's Kiss. The other thing I wanted to bring to your attention is uh, just three months ago, uh, a young writer named Zach Schoenfeld, and I mean young, he's like probably younger than this movie. Uh, and Zach, Zach Schoenfeld also has the the worst Twitter handle on Twitter, but that's not relevant. Uh, he wrote this. You can't oral... leave it like you got to tell us what it is. Oh, his Twitter handle is ZZZZAAAACCCCCHHH. Oh, man. <laughs> Sticking it to the man. That's right. raw. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, Zach Schoenfeld wrote an oral history of this movie and published it in June of this year mm-hmm. uh, for the 30th anniversary of the film coming out. Oh. And you can find it online. It's on the ringer.com. It's called Truly Batshit, The Secret History of Vampire's Kiss, the craziest Nicolas Cage movie of all time. Yeah. And it's a great read. It's a long form. It's going to take you a while. But it's a great, great read because he gets into all of the, all of the answers to us 
when we're sitting here saying why how how did this get right. made why mm -hmm. did they what you know it's all in there so i just i just want to make sure you you guys understand like no need to email us and tell us uh, uh that you know these questions are all answered like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ask them anyway because damn well at least i can right, easily find them on twitter now so i can go find well, them. <laughs> so yeah. so this film vampire's kiss to me is kind of what used to happen with uh, photocopies so like when you xerox something it kept getting crappier and crappier well sure. Bram Stoker had, uh, you know, it was his original, and then, and then Nosferatu was was actually Bram Stoker said, "No, don't do that movie. That's my stuff, and you're not doing it right, and it sucks." And then this movie is based off off of that. And by the time you get into the late <laughs> '80s, this is what you end up with. Yeah. Are you saying that we're never going to get? a dracula movie that's as good as the first dracula movie i just want to see what's coming next i want to see the youtube video based on uh, vampire's kiss that's what mm. i want to see oh you want to see that <laughs> carbon copy one, one more yeah. yeah one more xerox <laughs> one please more, uh, iteration one more <laughs> does I, any do, do yeah. any of you have a favorite dracula movie um generally i'm not a fan i kind of hate it um I, I i i actually don't really like most of the old hollywood versions of any of that but if, if you're just saying well you know if you look at just the original bram stoker stuff i guess i'm into that but uh like vampire specifically dracula the character right is that what you're saying right. not vampires in general the, but just yeah. dracula dracula movies yeah there's uh, a bunch probably i mean as weird and as janky as it is probably the the one with keanu reeves gary oldman there gary yeah, oldman yeah, was pretty yeah. good we, yeah we watched van helsing like a couple of years ago, right? That's mm -hmm. a bad movie. I wouldn't movie. call it my favorite. It's it was a really bad. Bad but, movie, yeah. Um, yeah, the, so usually the consensus is the movie called Bram Stoker's Dracula is the right, right one. Right, yeah. right. Which is the that's one I think Scott and I are talking about. Yeah, the, yeah. that's the, the Gary Oldman one. Just a, just a yeah. few years later after this, 1992 is when that came But out, it's also so. extremely, that's a controversial opinion. People panned mm -hmm. it at the time. I think it's still considered kind of, uh, too opulent and it weird. was a little it was a little too dry right yeah that but it's also just all it's all the way up in its own butt um who who made uh <laughs> somebody, was, uh, Coppola, somebody, right somebody, uh, touching their uh their microphone with a uh, uh -oh. with a plastic teeth oh oh there you oh, go <laughs> is that really what was what you no, were no oh. it wasn't me but uh oh. yeah so it sounded like somebody was oh weird I don't know what that was. Starting. I didn't hear anything. But anyway, yeah. okay. uh, I could hear it too. Uh, so, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Oh, that movie's just, um, it's Coppola trying to be modern and it just, I don't know, it didn't work. It, but it's still the most memorable for me because it's just freaking weird. And I like mm -hmm. weird, so I was into that, I guess. But the rest of them, eh. Like, you know, Bella Lugosi and that kind of stuff. F that. I'm not into that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it for what it was. a classic, but... But that stuff does feel like it's a classic. It's it's revered because of its classic status and not because it's an engaging, compelling film um, now. Mm -hmm. right. And I don't think it's just and the, my mind is so addled with a requirement to have action every second or, or uh, blood or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I try and watch some of that older stuff and it's like, okay, yeah, it's a classic because it was, the first of its kind to do this sort of thing but i don't think i can watch this stuff now and appreciate it for what it what it I is think, trying to be mm. I, I think based on the character of uh, you know if you were to write the character of a dracula in modern days i think you would find twilight to be pretty accurate mm. uh so as as much as we as much as we may hate that that whole thing is kind of a 
it's kind of spot on. Well, well I mean, I feel like that. I, it just feels like it's the it's the it, the worst it eventuality. Feels dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you know but, twilight is really you know an accurate depiction of what dracula would be these days no i don't want to think well that. here here's wanna... the here's the thing though here's the thing to remember about about all of it is that it's the problem with vampires in general i think so here a controversial hot take everybody is that they're too relatable because you have them spouting dialogue you have them doing exposition like a zombie or a monster or a creature or a ghost or uh, or whatever, you don't know what their motivations are. They're coming from a totally different uh, place than you're in. Whereas vampires are just sitting around moping, and everyone knows someone like that in their life, and so they just come off as kind of shitty. So I never I really see, get vampires very much. I don't like. Them. I don't. See, I I don't see vampires as moping like some kind of emo vamp or something, which they kind of do in the Twilight series. But I really see them as is creatures of desire especially sexual desire and they're just they're constantly trying to feed that yeah but they but between feedings they're just prancing around in their fancy clothes going yeah so welcome can, to my castle i think if while you're satiate. here i hope you're comfortable and uh <laughs> they, enjoy yourself they can satiate their thirst for blood but not for lust so uh i don't think they ever just sit around they're just like constantly <laughs> jacking it <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so we saw one. What, what do you yeah. think? What do you think Nicolas Cage was doing when when she when the vampire was not there? Yeah, when Flashdance mm, vampire right. was not there. What do you think right. was going on with Nicolas Cage? <laughs> well, he, he was, was apparently himself. He was making a, uh, a, a frappuccino on the side right. of the bed where she was supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> he was distinctly like, making the if choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like, there were a few things where the movie was actually careful. There was care taken, right? So like. The, all of the scenes in IRL scenes where he's wearing a Band-Aid, mm -hmm. you don't oh, yeah, ever yeah. find out, does he really actually for sure have teeth marks, right? Like, or scars right. or whatever would be under there. Mm -hmm. You don't know. He might just be wearing a Band-Aid on perfectly good skin. And, like, so there, there's some stuff like that, right? But you just can't, like, you can't give the movie credit for that at all, you know? Like, it's got, it's got... Uh, the best example of the gross-up, close-up trope I've ever seen. Mm. Give me a trope alert, oh, Scott Johnson. Oh, good lord. It's right well, here. I got it. Gross-up, close-up. Give it. I don't, know, I don't know that I can even name another film that comes close to this. Uh, Nicolas Cage ate a cockroach. He, yeah. he not only ate a cockroach, he ate three. In, in the in the making of this movie oh, yeah. uh the, the the version you see in the film is the first take mm -hmm. the, but he the director apparently was mad at him and made him eat two more uh he made him <laughs> take two more takes which is just i i'm certain that cockroaches taste bad i'm certain oh yeah no, I mean, the, the best part of that is he made the face one would make exactly right. the face but one would make right. if they were forced to eat a cockroach. Yeah, it's an amazing moment. It was, and there was no acting there whatsoever. It was all genuine reaction. Yeah, easily the grossest thing in the movie. Like it grossed yeah. me out hard because it was yeah. real. I could tell it was real. I knew they weren't faking that, and that will win gross. You could have had somebody get a fake severed head later, and I would have gone, eh, so what? Yeah, it's exactly. fake. I know it's cockroach. fake, but yeah. like, <laughs> like there's, I can think of some gross-up close-ups that were fake, you know, like in something about Mary, mm -hmm. there's a, a finally a gratuitous shot of the beans of beans and the Franks mm -hmm. ca yeah. caught in oh, the zipper. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But not like this. This was so real. He really actually did that. It was just yeah. Amazing. He put a not yeah. just a little bitty cockroach, not some you no, know yeah. bread for taste cockroach. It was like a big nasty taste. hissing. I can do it. Buzzing. I can really do it. 
Oh, I can read one. It where did they get it. three of those? And even when he's fumbling around for it, I was getting all goosey. It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh, that was gross. And I'll bet in his head he's thinking, doing it for my art. It's for my art. Right. <laughs> this is so method. De Niro would have done this. <laughs> and that's why he's such a freaking weirdo. Like he can do yeah. something, you know, completely 100% awful like this movie. And then he'll turn mm-hmm. around and make something great. Like, mm-hmm. what was that about with him? Why is it still a, a thing with him? He'll occasionally do this now where, you know, he's just paying the bills with like this piece of shit one after the other where he's just doling out like garbage. And then he'll suddenly be in a thing and you're like, oh, my gosh, that movie was great. And he's a huge part of the reason why. I, I don't criticize I, I don't criticize actors who just play in everything because I think some people just love to act. I can't say yeah. he's ever had a want for money. Uh, since he's well, made it. I think it is a I think it is the shotgun approach, right? I think it's not that he's like, all right, now I'm gonna do a good film. All right, now I'm gonna do a con air and make some money. I think he says, Oh yeah, I'll do it, whatever. And uh yeah. and it's just throwing everything at the wall. Some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. But why he why him yelling and face off, I'm Castor Troy isn't stupid seemingly. I mean it's a little right. over the top. Oh, oh I disagree. I mean I, I think it's a director that stupid. That is willing to try and rein him in, or he, or knows how to control that chaos, or refocus or it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Say, you're All right, probably right. You want to do that over the top thing? I have the perfect scene for you to do that over the top, but don't do it here. Let's do it. Let's save it for another <laughs> spot. But uh, but the, to to just to just to dispel the the idea that he was never want for money. I mean, he's famously in the last few years was like insane debt, like out of control right. debt, and had to sell old comic books to make money. He oh had to, no! He had to be in no. every possible movie role, no matter what someone offered him to pay it through. I'm just saying that this is not a guy who's like, I'm just going to go act for the love of it. This was a guy who got in a lot of trouble in the last like what? ten years and had to pay out, pay his way out of it. So, and oh, even really? in yeah. even in the '90s and aughts, you can see him making like not really making decisions for the sake of his career. Like he's he's clearly like he's choosing there's some awesome badass roles mm-hmm. right like con air or lord of war right mm-hmm. but the guy is he's also like i i mean on paper national treasure has no right to be a, a series much less uh you know like even a single good film and it, it's like he's just doing he's he's doing what so many people do so much better <laughs> you know mm-hmm. than him but he's taking it and he's getting a lot of money for it mm-hmm. and that that has to make you question what uh, acting in Hollywood actually is. Is is it uh, an appearance right. uh, more than an actual you know set of skills? Not saying that great actors don't have great skills. Yeah, just questioning whether or not famous people get to be famous people in movies a lot more than they deserve. Maybe, maybe uh. I don't know if he's in that case that thing or not. Because like I said, I think there's some things he's been in that are. They're really good. I mean, don't forget this is an Academy Award-winning actor we're talking about here. He is Which, one, but again, he's on that li- those lists of most obnoxious Academy Awards, right? Like where people are scratching their heads and and saying, "Did we really give an Academy Award to?" Well, yeah, uh, my my cousin Vinny. Okay, yeah, all right. no, you're right. That happens. Like what you know, as much as I really like her now, uh, my cousin Vinny. What's her name? Uh, uh, George oh, has uh, a crush on her. What's her name? Yes. Uh, 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 what, Carter? Oh, <laughs> Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Jeez, <laughs> well. My Generation Z daughter had to shout it across the room just now because I couldn't remember it. Because she's, <laughs> she, she, right. she, oh, yeah, you're a millennial at 22? I don't know how that works. Anyway, 
Uh, yeah, no, she. She's, you don't know how millennials work. All right. She's awesome, and I like her in lots of things. She was really good in the wrestler. She's great as Spider Man's aunt. Like all that stuff's good, but but yeah, like you you walked away from that or the one with um Halle Halle Berry's the big one. Like she won, and then it's just been nothing but kind of garbage since she won. Like she did <sighs> that one or uh, Catwoman during that time, like post post awards, and you were just like, really, this is where our. <laughs> Academy Award winning actress. <laughs> this, is, this is how you reward us for giving you. <laughs> right. There's always I, those I examples. Think the Academy Awards have always been uh, ebbed and flowed with quality just because you've only got so many movies to choose from each year and you've only got so many actors and sometimes it's a dry year. Where do we all stand on the big 94 controversy? Because 94, you had Red Dead Redemption. Sorry. Uh, 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 what's it called? <laughs> My brain. <laughs> Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Redemption, You had Pulp Fiction and you had Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump ended up winning, but man, did people up go up in arms about how those other two films should have won. Yeah, for sure. Any other any other year would have been a a no brainer, but I mean, Forrest Gump really just I don't know, dude. I it did, but really, do we look back on that in the way we do those other two films? I disagree. I think I mean I like Forrest Gump for lots of reasons, but I. I think Shawshank should have taken that thing. Right. Uh, well, uh, like I said, any I, other year, any other year, Shawshank would have totally just steamrolled. I just get irritated with the whole coincidental, coincidental part of Forrest Gump. It, that's the part that just breaks the movie. There was for a lot me. more. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the beginning of the third Indiana Jones movie where everything that, that happens to make Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones happens in a two minute train ride. Right. And, you know, oh, oh I he hate hates that. snakes Forrest, and the whip, Forrest and he Gump. gets a hat, and he gets a Forrest scar in his chin. Forrest Gump was not only uh, just how you play someone with a mental handicap; it was also something that uh, was the beginning of deep fakes. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. now we've got every. every it's, it was it was this totally back then. There were shallow fake. fakes. Yeah, shallow yeah, they were. Fakes. <laughs> they were horrible it fakes. Our, it blew our minds like Jurassic Park. I mean, have you seen it lately? Least, though, have you seen? I mean, oh, I've, like I said. Yeah, yeah. It's Even very Jurassic early. Park, when you look back, it's like, oh, it wasn't that that great? But back in the day, when Jurassic Park first came, no, out, you're I mean, totally right. No in my mind. But if you watch yeah. those like president lips as they're talking to Forrest oh, Gump, you'll you'll go, oh, geez. Like today, they would kill that. It would look and, so good now. Yeah, absolutely. And also, '94 uh, was still when they were only doing five films for nominees. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I'm certain that if you if you replayed it now with the people who are in Hollywood now. And these were all new. This was all like new stuff. That uh, quiz show would have been a much much higher oh, contender. Yeah. I love the quiz show. A, I love such that movie. a great film. One of the best and, movies. That, it may me be in my top ten ever. I love and, quiz show. And mm. back then, you know, Robert Redford was Robert Redford. Now he's a legend. You yes. know what I mean? And I just think it's a it's a different story. And a movie like Shawshank Redemption now isn't taken as seriously well like, that's because uh, people are insane because that's a great movie well, I mean, <laughs> exactly, how much yes. <laughs> right how much does how much do they really bounce it towards the public because i mean you can have an award show but if you pick you know eccentric uh critic choice movies every year i mean won't people I, just well, I think that's out? what the people's choice awards is more towards the golden the, globes the golden globes but everybody suffers a little Academy bit from Wars. that popularity thing right no because i agree if, if they I had agree. bypassed if they bypassed all the greats every year that people just love like forrest gump eventually people will be like nah i'm not watching why not well they always pick some kind of highfalutin crap i don't want to see that no, there's oh, nothing, there's now nothing that wrong Ibbet, with Ibbet has ruined forrest gump for me today because i actually really <laughs> like forrest gump but now that you mention it this coincidence stuff does suck yeah. 
I hate oh, it. Oh yeah. Like, oh, he invented shit happens and he invented the happy face and he, you know, foiled Watergate and he right. like <laughs> But that was the point of the movie though, right? It was and I hate that point of the movie. Yeah, I don't like that right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. You're no you know what? Like, oh, oh, he touched so many wrong. lives. Oh, all right. <laughs> he touched whatever. every life that was convenient for this film to show me. Like I Mm, you're Isn't right. Isn't that true of every film, though? I mean, no, this annoy. This is in particular. No, most movies don't do this, where they're like, "Oh, he talked to uh, Nixon, did he? Oh, and then he talked to Gerald right. Ford. Well, so, oh, cool. well, it's like this. Okay, so we know that Forrest Gump is the narrator voice of everything that happens to Forrest Gump, right? So, I mean, of course, it's going to be Forrest Gump centric. I mean, yeah. that's just the point. Yeah, but Every, what they're trying to do, happens. they're trying to get us emotionally. That movie was meant to do that with Jenny's passing no, and with dealing with right. Bubba Gump and the whole freaking, you know, the 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 Vietnam stuff and all that was supposed to. Yeah, it was it was a be it was poignant. decades film. I mean, it was like okay, what happened this decade? Let's let's hit the touchstones. Yeah, it was all of those things. But to have him, it, it, when it went off the rails, is when he took the guy's shirt after he ran really long and wiped his face with it and left a mud stain that looked like a smiley face. Boots. That, yeah. <laughs> ah, that really annoyed me. And I think, I think, what, I think one, thing, one thing you have to be talking about when you're talking about these movies, and I'm going to put Vampire's Kiss at the beginning of a long list, it, there are movies that are about someone with a manageable condition. Mm. And... Uh, Forrest Gump has a manageable condition. He has a low IQ, and it just goes on and on and on every year. And uh, they made fun of it in Tropic Thunder, right? You like right, the right. this joke about how you have to, in order to win Oscars, you have to depict someone who is not too broken, but they have to be broken. And like right. uh, a beautiful mind wins an Oscar, and it just it goes on and on. And Forrest Gump is a great example of that. That is never going to stop. By the way, that's not that's not a uh, a, a time uh, limited thing. We will yeah. always see people making these movies about oh. slightly broken it, people, not too broken in right. different ways. Mm. Vampires Kiss is just so bad at doing it. You know? <laughs> but we're all we all can relate to that because we all think we suffer uniquely and that we're all broken. So we relate to these characters. Not because, these. Oh, yeah, no, but, no, I'm definitely broken. Yeah. Oh, no see, that's the thing. You yeah, all think uh, you're broken. Yeah. And you want to see somebody rise above that. You're you're right. You're, you're right. I just this this movie couldn't decide whether it was trying to be just bad or an art an art exposition. It was definitely an art exploration in art like the weird like explain those freaking mimes outside every time right. oh, well the mimes were a reflection of it was a question of are they actually there or is yeah. this the struggle that he has uh, as he goes home see now because- i'm questioning whether everything's real because i don't think now i'm saying oh, like you know what everything the, the she probably wasn't jennifer bills probably wasn't a vampire like i kind of, <laughs> of i kind of put wasn't. that as well, no, I know that now. Now a, you've got me thinking about. I that. don't it's think like, she wasn't. I don't think she was a vampire either. But that's. I guess what I'm saying is, is that oh, I, is that supposed to be brilliant that Ibit is confused? You know what I mean? Like, right, did, right. Did, right, it's supposed to be right. brilliant. Did they get you? Even, but did they get you? It was, or it was I like a movie like, that I think about for a long time after. But I don't right. know if I want to think about this movie for a long this time is, after. Right? This is what I saw from it. The city was breaking this Philadelphia kid 
who, by the way, I don't know anybody in Philadelphia that talks like Nicholas Cage does in this movie. No. But he'd been in the city for 10 years and he was like a sponge and was absorbing. Wait, was that Philadelphia? Because they kept showing the two towers. It looked like New York to me. It was not New oh, York. Well, it was. No, no, it was New York, but he came from Philadelphia oh, according to oh. the character's right. dialogue in the story. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so he said he'd been there for 10 years. And uh, so, anyway, this reflection, he's absorbing all this trash. And so it, it reflects that fight of spitting and punching reflects a fight that happens later on in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I, I just that's just what I took from it. Doesn't mean that it's right. Like I said, this film is definitely art meant to make you question. Yeah, I, I mean that's what I think that is what they were trying to do. Whether they succeeded wildly or not, maybe that's up for debate. But but maybe it got a weird wedge in. You know, like. It right. kind of got away with it in a weird way that I did not expect. Because I do think it's just inherently bad. It's just very bad. But yeah. also there are right. moments of it where I go, oh, no, what? you're just talking to nobody out there. There Was was there ever a psychiatrist? Like, they know how to pull those right. strings, and that, right. that got under my skin. Were there ever mimes in front of his apartment? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. I, By the way, I think two, the mimes were real. In 2018, just so just last year, he did a GQ interview. Nicolas Cage did. And he says this is his favorite movie he ever did. <laughs> now he's either lying or no. I bet he had nuts. more fun with this film than anything. I, I, he probably couldn't believe they let him do it. Okay, check this like out. Say, oh, go ahead, Randy. I've just, I've just, it's all in this article called "Truly Batshit: The Secret History of Vampires." <laughs> I'm gonna go read gotta, it. It's all in there. <laughs> I gotta read it. I, I mean, that's and that's again a weird power of this thing because I actually feel driven to read that. Like, why? Yeah, I've seen lots of that's bad movies a, on that's film. That's why it's a cult classic. It's, yeah. I guess yeah. you're right. There should there should be there should be no tasty morsels from watching this film. No. Yet there you are, there they are. chewing on your roach. Yep, they're I'm eating the roach. Right. right. <laughs> All right. I want to do I want to give some credit to okay, it turns out, you guys, I don't know. I mean, this last week was kind of confirmed, but then we got an email that double confirmed it. That oh, somebody confirmed. listening to the show, oh. possibly multiple <laughs> multiple people, are going to IMDB listings for the films we're doing the following week, and they are altering uh, trivia <laughs> in our so favor. There's a, direct, there's a direct path to all film sex films. Yep. And the IMDb. We've recognized the type that we've recognized the pattern. Somebody got called out. They actually admitted to it. They sent out an email. I shared that with you guys. Brandy also got it on Twitter, I guess. And anyway, I wanted I want to do a little fanfare here for the following two posts on this IMDb trivia. Here you go. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone was considered for the lead role. <laughs> and then, and, and then, then three spots later, three spots right. later, John Travolta and Arnold Schwarzenegger were considered for the lead. Oh <laughs> we are getting IMDb, trolled. So you gotta hard. do better. No, you I no. Keep better. this up is what I'm saying. I don't care what IMDb does. This is great. Like we are, it's, we are, we are uh, tw- hacking the system here, and I right, love it. exactly. We're, yes. we're leaving a uh, scorched earth. Of <laughs> right, exactly. It's great to it's great to a degree, but please don't take it too far. Like, no, we, this needs to be subtle, right? To, right. We want right. it to be subtle. We're we leaving, want it to be just. We're a, leaving a a planet Hollywood sized swath <laughs> behind us in our trails. <laughs> right. We want it to be a small thing that will go unnoticed, so that in twenty years. When this database right. is being fed to us through uh, infrared chips in our brains, uh, people are still going to run into the line. Sylvester Stallone was considered for this lead role. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's our legacy. I'm loving it. I think it's really yeah. great. So keep that up. But don't go crazy. Yeah. Don't go in there and go, 
It was said that uh, Peter Lorre uh, uh, grew yeah, a third yeah. penis so he could be in this movie. Like, don't do fake right. stuff. Right. Exactly. Do, do well. I mean, There's this is every, fake. Every, the don't. best lies have a little bit of rooted believability to them. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. You said it better in like yeah. way less words. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> uh, legitimately though. I guess Judd Nelson was considered for this role. So that <laughs> well, is he? Was yeah. he though? Well, now you have to question everything, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Now this we, movie does not that exist. That seems Cage. Cable, right. That seems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't know. I said that, but then I'm <clears throat> I'm sitting here thinking. Uh, Christian Slater, I could see him doing a. Yeah, I could totally see Christian. I could Slater see him doing something like, like that. Sure. Yeah. This time. I could see that, especially '88. Totally right. see that. It does, you know, and I'll give this movie one weird little credit. Didn't feel like '88. There were parts that did, like some of the music montage stuff and a few moments, but it didn't. It didn't look like it was filmed in '88. I have a much different vision of what '88 films look like than this. So for whatever it, reason, it, good or bad, that's it didn't strike I me. I loved, that. I loved the music, and I love the city shots. Everything else was just crap, but the city shots and the music, oh my gosh, yeah, mm-hmm. it pulled me along emotionally. Yeah, I and it was it. a dirty. I mean, '88 New York is pretty dirty, you know. Right. Like yeah, that's getting, when we still had high crime, right? Yeah, it was getting better in New York. It was getting better, but it wasn't. You know, we weren't gentrified and ridiculous yet so we're still like you know kind of carrying that 70s stink with it and it right. showed like when they stopped at that gas station so that uh farida macondo balinga bagongo had to go inside to pee or whatever and, or, but come on now maria conchito alonzo <laughs> thank you that's the one and she went and talked to her brother uh mullet man the brother and then yeah, yeah. i remember just thinking i would not go near that place look how gross that is that place looked like a really <laughs> sketchy neighborhood but Anyway, that was just so. What was up there. with her family? I, I mean, was that just part of their uh, their culture in New York that they all lived to? I mean, I, I live I live in a very sparsely populated area where when you get eighteen, you move out of your house. Yeah, you get out, get yeah, out. It's like Indian. It's like East Indian families. They just stay together forever. It's grandma's in the basement. You're in the main floor, and right. parents are upstairs. Like. I think that's. They're I think there's some playing of that. the role of mom. Get up, you go into work today. Get up. I mean, I think it's just a you know growing up poor in a city. I think that's right. probably common. You got you have shared space and that sort of thing. Uh, who knows? But the movie never went full eighties like this. <laughs> you know, I thought they did a few times. Did they not? It was close, but it wasn't quite you know, that. Saxophone ish and some. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't quite that, and that was good. I appreciated them for that. For some reason, I was getting the music reminded me of like some Hitchcock films I had seen, and <laughs> for some reason, I can't quite, I couldn't quite place. Yeah, where I that was same, same. It. You know when it was for me? It's when he was out in the street talking to nobody, and it would cut back and right. forth to the to the psychiatrist. There was something right. about that that's reminding me of some Hitchcock thing. Fear kind of vibe to it, maybe. Yeah. I didn't quite place hmm. it. Maybe it's around the edge. Also. uh how would you like to die from a a pallet a pallet piece Ooh. of wood? Oh, that looks that looks like that would be all kinds of splinters <laughs> up in the. There there was a great you know a, a great amount of inanimate objects that stymie uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage's character, like trying to break a piece of wood off that pallet, trying to rip open the paper bag that contains the oh, brand yeah. new plastic uh, teeth yeah. he just bought, yeah. The, yeah. the napkin yeah. with the note. And just all the damage, of course, that he does to his apartment. I love the fact that, you know, his greatest enemy is in his mind. It's just these inanimate objects in his life yeah. that he 
has such a hard time interacting with. And did he Bro, kill? Did he kill that so, lady so at that at that bar? Did she die then? Yeah, I think that was yeah, real. Yeah. That I was real. So. Well, what okay. was that though? That that confused me because I was like, wait, is this not supposed to be modern day? Why does they call it disco death? That was more of a rave. I didn't understand that headline. Rave, at all. Raves would come. I mean, it's still a disco. And I think right. in, is it still a disco? Eighty eight, I think. Call them discos and uh, yeah, nightclubs. I think would be. And I don't. I don't think he killed map. her. Yeah. You don't think he killed her? You think that was all no. another illusion to he, himself? I think he held her down and bit her really, really hard on the neck, and she passed out. So you think yeah. the? I mean, just the newspaper headline was uh, uh, oh, imaginary I, too. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think that all the way through. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like, okay, so, so much this one. And no, I'm just, but I mean, it does beg the question: How do you break through somebody's skin with those stupid plastic? You don't. That's my point. Yeah. Like, I just think she just passed out, and like he's he's so like I don't know. Maybe she didn't exist. Maybe he's just yeah. You know, maybe he went in there and bit a a, a, a pillow, right? A, <laughs> a vinyl pillow right. on this you, red couch. Have you guys done that? Do you guys ever just like? See how hard you can bite, and you bite no. on the pillow. That was the no, thing. no, I've never <laughs> done that. I have done that. It's like, oh, I wonder how hard I could really bite. I mean, what is happening right now? What, is, what are you <laughs> talking about? That's as far yeah. as I've gone, you, okay. So you never heard pillow biter? Okay, whatever. No, I've okay. heard of a pillow biter, but <laughs> but that's a context that I'm not. I can't <laughs> I imagine have, you. I have, I have. I'm like, okay, yeah. how would it feel to bite as hard as I can? And yeah, yeah a pillow I guess is the right a, way to go. I guess as a kid. I would. We That's would what do I'm that. talking. I'm not talking about like last night, Scott. I'm talking about when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, assumed you did, but what I mean is, like, I guess, I guess, I had a couple of times where I would like, yeah, you test your, you testing your might, yeah. as they would say. Yeah, in, it's uh, like if I had a bite of bully, how hard, were, how hard could I bite? Oh, that pillow did not like that. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, but I could the, really hurt the, a the guy. Wikipedia page says that he removed, and I don't remember seeing this, but the Wikipedia page, I guess says he took the teeth out and he just he did because he put him back right. in when he was done yeah yes and in. her neck did have like multiple tooth tooth marks like yeah, it wasn't yeah. the two piercings from a pair of fangs yeah, she it was, was all mauled up sure but isn't yeah, that the that girl later in his little his dreamy psychiatrist talk where he claimed he'd raped somebody was it her he was talking about because that was no, weird he, he raped, oh, was he Maria raped Alonso. yeah yeah oh, oh you like you like the fact you can say that don't you do it again yeah again. every every chance i get you yes. get her name right every time uh, but I don't. I well, yeah. I mean, come on, total recall. Come on. But when did True he? Story. But when did he do that? I don't remember that. What when he raped Alva and she tried to shoot him with the blanks and then he. No, shot I remember that. But he didn't blanks. rape her. He just. Well, we they, the the scene ended, but we assumed he raped her because. Oh. Ugh. Really. She assumed he raped her. Right. Maybe she did. Oh. I, well, I I don't know that I don't know that we ever saw anything. That would give us that that issue. If someone if someone rips your shirt open and then bites you on the neck, I considered that not necessarily assault. Of course. No, 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 no. Absolutely, of course. But the movie was depicting a, a woman waking up from a sexual assault and fearing the worst. It didn't it didn't actually show like like he's he's so bad at everything he does, right? Like there's just no there's <laughs> no <so> reason. Good. <laughs> Yeah, she she passes out from shock. She doesn't know what happened, uh, you know, when she was unconscious. <laughs> all, I, all, I, all I know is, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess what I'm saying is the movie is so tonally everywhere that right. it doesn't know. It, it never quite knows what it is. And I actually think it works in its favor. It, it leaves you very discordant. It's like, oh, really? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And, and I better 
throw out a correction because I know I'm already going to get a lot of hate mail from not liking Forrest Gump and for thinking that, you know, maybe the vampire stuff was kind of real. But uh, now I'm going to get an email from people saying, no, Maria Conchita Alonso was in uh, Running Man, not in Total oh, Recall. Oh, right. Recall it was too. Running Man. You're right. Both. No, it was Running Man. Oh, no. What do you think? All Hispanic women look alike, right? <laughs> no, I thought she was in both. I've already, I thought we've had this discussion before. Well, what was she no, in? Uh, what would she have been in? I don't in in Total Recall. There's no character like her that I know of. Is there? Yeah, there's Maybe the the one that the woman that helps him is uh um uh shoot what is her name? Oh, right. It was it was the running man. Uh, flam so Flambe Boy Boy Lacant. I don't know her name. Flambe Rachel Ticotin. She, oh, okay. Ticotin. She's right. the partner. She's the Hispanic woman. Yeah, in she the, is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I was getting the two confused. All right. Here's what's funny. I wrote. Uh, sometimes I write notes and I don't remember what I was thinking when I wrote them. But I wrote. <laughs> here are the two my two favorite things I wrote that I don't remember. I wrote worst Nick Cage movie. Likely the B one is pretty bad though. I wrote that. Oh, I sure, wrote that yeah. early though. That was early. I, by the end, I think it's not as bad as this. But anyway, and then I wrote: Is it a movie about becoming a vampire or a movie about treating your secretary like shit? <laughs> <laughs> Because they just they call, kept pounding that oh, into me. It's yeah. like, they called oh, it no, someone, I mean, but I feel like that was the price. He is so horrendous to her. Like, it is the total Svengali or, or uh, Machiavellian uh, coax them in and say, I'm sorry, I was so mean. And, oh, you yes. forgive me, Arkay. Now I'm going to be mean again. Yeah. And, and it was immediate. Yeah. It was so was quick. Fun. He yes. would uh, apologize, yeah. apologize. Two seconds later, you're going to get fired. And then you start gagging for no reason. And yeah, abusive right. relationships, right? Yeah, That's I guess. Yeah. You think, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Nope. Well, it just also, I just didn't understand what it, the point of it was. Like, it just never, that never went anywhere. Like, is it just to, yeah. to make her life miserable? Tension. What's the end yeah. game? There's no well, end game to, with her. To set up, the, set up the brother finally killing him. Oh, right. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she could have just so, shot him. She should have shot him. Shooting four bullets into the ground like it's going to make a difference after the first one. Come on, just shoot him. I, I think it would have been better if she had killed him. I think that would have been a better ending. Yeah, but it was also well, not with blanks. It's all <laughs> well. Oh, that's she could also point. just about anybody could have hammered that stake in. I mean, come on. See, I forgot for a second he had blanks too. Now that you said that. Yeah. But so, when yeah, he when he ha helps hammer that thing in, where he's like, "Here, come here, help me push it in," and he goes over to push it into his his chest. So painful. Uh, I. That caught me all off guard. Like, yeah. I didn't expect it. I didn't think he was going to die mm -hmm. in the end of this thing. Mm -hmm. It's a weird movie, dude. It is it's, weird. It's, it's weird it's that so you weird. were trying to come up with, is this his worst movie? Because he's got some real bad movies. Like, But at the same time, I genuinely think The Wicker Man is a better movie than this. Yeah. And so, and so like, right there, I'm already, I've got to be in his bottom five, right? And oh, yeah. so, like, I I don't know, like, I've never seen the 2014 Left Behind, but right. could it could it be this bad? Like how At how point, how could it be this bad? Well. So so good bad is such a is such a loose interpretation. It's like saying I want to be happy, and then and then someone will say, well, what does that yeah, mean? To what does you? that mean? What does that mean? Well, I am always entertained by Nicolas Cage, so I can't say that any movie is bad. Because yes, you can. That. You can. No, yeah, absolutely, I you can. Can't, I've never not been entertained by a Nicolas Cage movie, though. You, you can say. You can movies. say. You can easily say, though. Like we saw what uh, season of the witch. Remember how bad that was? That was really bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I was still entertained. Were you though? Were you? I I twerked. imagine. 
<laughs> were, you were you entertained in the way that the director intended? I think that's probably uh, where there the you go. Bad, there you, you go. Because we a, were entertained by Troll one. too. Yeah, we but were, I don't right. think we were entertained okay. in the way that they meant. Right. So that's like call. That's like calling your shot. You're saying that the director did not call that shot. Right. right. Yeah. Right. They didn't call yes. that shot. All right. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. According to Taste of Cinema, uh, this is their worst. The top 10 worst Nicolas Cage movies. Let's see if we agree with these. And a lot of these okay. I've never seen or heard of. But here. Right, that's the problem. He made a yeah. bunch of movies we've never seen or heard yeah, of. Yeah, and there's a, in, in 2011 in particular, there's a real run. Um, so in 2011, there was a movie they're, they're calling the 10th worst called Seeking Justice. Uh, then number nine, a movie in 2011 again, Drive Angry. Also from 2011, oh. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Now, is, it, like is Drive Angry one. the one where one. he comes back from hell to get... Uh, Yes. To get vengeance on the person who killed him or something. I know that sounds like Ghost Rider too, but <laughs> it says uh, here it is. No by any means boring. Let's see. Uh, I've I've, I've here found it is. enjoyment. I've found enjoyment in all of, of Well of course films. you have, because you're a positive dude and you're better and the world's better for it. But I but this stuff but you, sucks. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, drive angry. A vengeful father escapes from hell and chases after the men who killed his daughter and kidnapped his granddaughter. Yeah, and it says here less of a film yeah, and more of a vulgarity fest of unnecessary gore, kitchen nudity. Hey, we should watch Drive kitchen Angry. Kitchen nudity. Yeah, we should I watch don't remember that. Part. It's kitchen like Mandy nudity. based on that yeah, description. Yeah. I haven't seen Mandy either. It wasn't Ooh, kitchen Mandy nudity. Mandy with Schwarzenegger. Kitchen and nudity. Um, I thought yeah. Mandy was with Nicolas Cage. It is. Oh, oh yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I saw right. it. I, I saw it on Shutter when I did my Shutter trial or whatever. I watched. I watched that thing. That is something else. I <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm not going to call it a bad movie because it's actually very good. But it's also just psycho. It's the most psycho thing I've seen in years. I've never seen nice. a movie quite like that. Anyway, at number eight or sorry, number seven, they give it to uh, Tokarev in 2014, whatever that is. Season of the Witch 2011, and then the final five: Pay the Ghost from 2015. Never saw that one. Outcast from 2014. Uh, Deadfall from 93. Don't know what that is. No. The Wicker Man uh, from 06 at the number two spot. And number one, Left Behind. Yeah. They don't even yeah. have the... They don't even have wow, Kiss of the Vampire. It's not even the list. Yeah, I think that for a, for a list, you know, for somebody making a list like this, they have to have grossed. It has to have a box office number higher I, than well, a million also, dollars. It's like also you have to have made a million dollars. This, right. this list is wildly weighted toward recent things, and I mean, he's made really bad recent things. But Vampire's Kiss is thirty years old. Yeah, and it's it's really really hard to fathom how bad it is because you have to put it into its own context, mm -hmm. and like you just go. Oh well, thirty years ago they made shitty movies like this, yeah. and you know what I mean. Yeah. So like you just you just can't. It it's 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 stunning how the, bad it the, is, guys. The, the it's problem, like, stunning. The problem I would have with say left the Left Behind movie, and the reason I don't even want to watch it here, is because that thing is couched in, uh, right. in religious crap. And and then my problem with it yeah. is I don't have a problem with religion or people's beliefs. I have a problem when they put it in movie form and jam it down everybody's throat, and then put on top of that an aging Nicolas Cage trying to make sense of it all. Like, come on, <laughs> what are you doing to me? Right. Don't do that to right. me. By the way, it was it was Maggie I was thinking of, not Mandy. Which oh, was yeah, Mandy that's is his, very that's where his uh, daughter gets you know is becomes start to become a vampire. Yeah, no way, not really? a vampire. I'm sorry, a zombie. Yeah, zombie. she had like. A, have you seen that, Maggie? That's really good. Yeah, that's actually good. I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Maggie's actually very good. Maggie. Yeah, that's a good movie, actually. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's some in there. See, that's the thing. And that's in that period of where he was just making junk after junk after junk. But once in a while, one would show up and you'd be like, oh, this is good. This is all right. What you got here? I don't know whose mic that is. Do you guys hear that again? Yeah. Who, who is that? I don't know. It must be me because I'm not see. hearing anything. So we is, can see who's buzzing. Well, here, or whose who's light is green when... Uh, How about this? Is, this? is this it? Is this it? Maybe. Uh, we don't know. Well, it doesn't happen, doesn't happen when you tap. Like, uh, nobody say anything for two seconds. Okay. Yeah, it's done away. Yeah. <laughs> What's it doing? What's I don't it know. Doing? It's just like a... Just like a hum. Buzz. And it keeps kind of coming and going like you got a proximity to a power supply kind of thing going on. You know, like when your yeah, cables... Yeah, could you close. maybe not use your beer trimmer while we're doing the show? <laughs> I was thinking more of another device, but I won't say what I thought it was. <laughs> a vibrator! Oh! Oh! I'll say what it was. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've come to the point of the show where I get to play clips. I enjoy this part of the show because it's a good time. How about now? And, uh, oh, oh it's much better, Brian. It's gone now. I don't hear it. Good. Yeah. Mm. Whatever that was. You must have had something near something. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you guys like to do things for keeps? How about having keeps do something for you? <laughs> keeps makes things easy and affordable when it comes to hair loss treatment for men. So, losing hair sucks. You know it does. I know it does. I mean, I've done okay, but I know some people are like, man, if I could get some of this hair back, that'd be cool. Two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35, some much earlier. Luckily, thanks to today's advancements in science, Keeps offers proven treatments that can help treat the symptoms of hair loss. To get started, all you have to do is go to Keeps' website online to get your medical attention a discreet drug delivery from the comfort and privacy of your own home. No more going to that doctor's office. No more waiting in lines. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. So I want you guys to try it. Get some of that hair back. You receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to keeps.com slash filmsack. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash filmsack. And check it out today. Uh, sound clips, here you go. Let's start this one with uh, one of those dumb laughs we were talking about. So here's Nicolas Cage laughing. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's just, it's fake. But like, of course it's fake. He's acting. But then you're like, wait, is he acting fake or is he just bad? Like, I right. don't know. Is that yeah. a Peter Lowe affectation or is that a Nicolas Cage affectation? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty deep. Okay, here's... Uh, Here's him doing that bad accent pretty early in the movie. Here you go. But I am asking you to go through the entire Des Spiegel file because that is a very fat file and nothing is in order and it will take hours, but it will be there. I, I don't I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Slipping in and out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least like, you know, everyone makes fun of Star Wars and um, Princess Leia going from English accent to mm. not. and mm -hmm. and But at least she did it. Like it was in a scene where she did it, she would hold it the whole scene, and then another scene would be gone. But he is mm -hmm. slipping in and out of it in real time, right? Yeah. Like yeah. whereas whereas one file. is your natural language that yeah. you're accidentally slipping into. This is something this just weird. It's bad. It makes it's me sad. Pennsylvanian? I don't. What is? Well, Pennsylvania is where the American vampires are. Think yeah, of that. True story. Mm -hmm. Here's a, more of that accent. Nothing, nothing. It's, uh, I was remembering. I brought this girl up to my place the other night. Girl. It's really hot, you know. And we're on the bed. And suddenly this bat comes swooping down out of nowhere. A bat? 
Yeah, a bat. A bat. You know, a, a bat. <laughs> well, the way she seems so incredulous about it. She's like, a yeah. bat? Eh? We don't have those in New York. That doesn't make sense. All right, sorry. Uh, here's a... <laughs> Uh, I don't know what this is, so I'll play it. Alva, I told you that I already checked those files. I already checked them. Oh, I already checked them. You know what? I B- get a better mic. Seriously, he's got mm-hmm. like some room mic. It's awful. It occurs to me, Scott, <laughs> that at this moment, about ninety-five percent of the audience for Film Sack are hearing this for the first time. They're hearing <laughs> what he sounds like in this movie, yeah. and I, I need. I just feel like we need to stop and say. It this is actually what he sounds like. Scott did not pick the only parts of the film where he sounds like this. No. He sounds like this throughout the movie. Yeah, I just I want have, you to know that. Yeah, yeah I could yeah. have recorded like everything and but we don't have time for that. You're but you're right. These are just samplings of that same shit and he does it the whole movie. It's insane. All right, here's a here's the best in show guy. He was on wasn't there for very long, but you'll recognize his voice. You know, I don't save the same amount I put in the other account. Now say I put two thousand dollars in the IRA. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to save two thousand at income tax time. It's more like uh, seven hundred. He's very young in this, but uh, he is. He's yeah. great. I love that guy in like I, the rest of the I, I mean, stuff. he's twenty five. Yeah, John Michael Higgins. He's pretty young. Oh, like man, I, I, so in that moment, I'm just like, oh, I wish he had the lead. I would love to see him in the lead over this. Yeah. The way I look at 25 year olds is they were, they were, um, they were 15 just 10 years ago. That's how I look at it. Okay. Here's another way to look right. at 25 year olds. You're twice as old as a 25 year old. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to think of it that way. I'm too Michael Higgins or he's older than me. So he's more than that even right. now. He's um, also he's all over uh, Harvey Birdman. If you ever, oh yeah, he's great on there. Want to find his voice? He's the voice of many things. <laughs> a Harvey person Birdman. born when you were twenty five is now twenty five themselves. Yep, think of that. <laughs> yep, the day. Oh, that's crazy. You know, I you know I don't deal with these things very well. I know, I know. That's why I'm uh, twisting the twisting. He, the he's also point. excellent in a million other things. That guy's great. Arrested Development season had him in there a bunch. He was great. He's great. We love that guy. Yes. What's oh, this is that terrible. He he was bad at like I'm up in the morning and I got my coffee and I'm singing a song as I run around the house. He's bad at that. And so here's an example of that. What is diggy diggy diggy? What is that? I don't know. I think that's from Kid Rock, isn't it? <laughs> Bum, diggy, diggy, up, jump the boogie, something. I don't something know. Something in the boogie. I got a tiny guy on stage. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's Nick Cage. And he doesn't remember. I don't really know what you're talking about. I don't remember. Okay. All right, buddy. He's just hamming it up. Really? Yeah. Here's, here's Brian Ibbett most of the day. I guess I was pretty horny. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's horny. There's even more. There's even more. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. <laughs> that, that's the one. Yeah. Plus, I was horny. <laughs> Plus, that's some good math there. Plus, I was horny. All right. It's the what? Oh, is this the worst it's ever been? I wrote, and I don't remember if that's in context okay. to what he says here, or is this me asking about this movie? I don't know which, but here it is. I am sure he is calling about the Despiegel contract, which he still hasn't gotten a copy of. How do I know he hasn't gotten a copy of it? Because I haven't sent it to him. 
Why haven't I sent it to him? Because you haven't found it and brought it to me yet. Now it's Tuesday, and I still don't see it here on my desk. I don't see it here. Do you? Yeah, it's me asking. Has it ever gotten any worse than that? And I think that's the worst it's ever been. <laughs> uh, Flash, Lan- Flash Lance? Flash Dance Lady sp- says some words. Here's her. He is wondering, how did she get in here? And he is realizing that he let her in, as she is his lover, his most passionate mistress. And he is realizing that she is a jealous mistress. She is wondering, does he have an epilady she could borrow for her hairy pits? <laughs> Nair, uh, Nair, just a jar. Anything, really. Nair. I'll even take a man's razor at this point. Whatever he has, she will take well, it. You know, she's a maniac. She really <laughs> is. She really is. <laughs> Randy, that like that very, yeah. Thank you. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> Here are all the, this is all the Alvas. I may have edited this for time, but there's a lot of these. Yeah, I don't know why he knows what this is. So here you go, I'll play it. Alva, 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 Alva! (laughs) Simon and Theodore. (laughs) Nice one. All right. Uh, older lady in the bathroom freaking me out says this. What the f- is going on? All right, now this needs some context because they're in there having this confrontation. She's holding, she's brandishing uh, scissors at Nick Cage, and they're in the ladies' huh. room, and the old lady is just sort of nonchalantly washing her hands, doing her thing, acting like this is no big deal until she says that line I just played. But as she says it. She stares at the camera. Stares <laughs> stares, at she walks by the camera and stares right at it. Right. It's, just it's like, so weird. And, and nobody has the forethought to say, you know what? Maybe let's do another take where she isn't looking directly at the camera. Or was that on purpose? Was yeah. that her talking to us and asking us what the F is going? Like this movie in is this playing- movie. She's asking about the movie yeah. that she is trapped in. They're messing with me. This movie messed with me. I'm kind of mad she about it. She wasn't actually it's also- an actress. They just filmed in that room. <laughs> she really was going to the bathroom. Yeah. What the F is that? She looked at the camera for real because she was like, why are you Are y'all here? filming something? Yeah. Are y'all filming a documentary? <laughs> All right. Here's all the yeps. So here's a bunch of yeps. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Jeez, Louisa. <laughs> uh, he also, this is no more proof he doesn't know any songs. What is he doing? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. Did they just say, hey, Nick, go in there, be in the shower, and just come up with something? Yeah. yeah, they probably did. All right, here he is giggling. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. And then, I don't know what this is. The work's not just going to go away, Alva. It never just goes away. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is the worst movie he's ever made. Come on. It's, it, <laughs> it's, the, it's when he says goo, goo. I know. I'm like, that I'm like, okay, so this is half Mid-Atlantic, half Valley Girl, yeah, right? Yeah, Valley like, Girl is what I wrote down. I wrote down the actual phrase, helly shit. Because at one point he says that. And that was the only way that I could actually document how dumb the accent was. Helly shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, was he in Valley Girl? Or do I have that wrong in yes, my head? Yes. He wasn't that. Okay. It was before this. I think it was like uh, after Fast Times Ridgemont High, before 
Raising Arizona or Peggy Sue Got Married yeah, or any of that. That sounds right. Um, okay. Something about some files. That goddamn contract is somewhere in those goddamn files! Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know how loud that'd be in a little cab like that? Oh, yeah. I'd be pissed. Let me out here, driver. That's, That's why I, I stopped driving for Lyft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every day. Every day. Here he is again being all surprised about something. Oh, God, where am I? <laughs> like you're in the risk room. Oh, right. Yeah, this one he's looking in the mirror, and we can all see him in the mirror, yeah. and he apparently thinks he can't see himself in the mirror. Which, again, leads me to think everything's in his head. Like, all yeah. of it. And then the guy behind him in, who's pooping says this. I'm trying to take a dump. I'm trying to take a dump. <laughs> he, the, the guy <laughs> in the bathroom, I really wish that the the microphone was better in there, because the guy in the in the stall talks for about 30 seconds as he's walking out and i really wanted to hear what he was saying but it was so echoey that it was impossible to understand sound design in this movie was uh, less than yeah less than great uh here's nick cage with weird breathing <laughs> all right there's that it's a nice short one here's a he's a vampire moment It's like a it's like a siren as it goes by. Right, exactly. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> it has like a Doppler effect to it, right? Like a train going by. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Nick Cage says "bahoo." <laughs> All right. Did he not... says that several times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually just... get a boo-hoo, but it's "bahoo." <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. There's nothing. There's I... nothing there. What does? What did that even mean? Was it him saying, it's, oh, this gun didn't work? Or what was the deal? I find it really funny to just, again, to underline, for those of you who haven't seen this movie, <laughs> he says that several times. Yeah. Scott did not just get the one ridiculous time that he no. goes, bahoo. Yeah, it's like three times, and it did it with big, long pauses in between. <laughs> and it sounds almost like a sneeze. I don't know what it was supposed to be. I think somebody wrote down, all right, so your character's crying because they're uh, uh, realizing that, you know, they can't kill themselves because they're a vampire and they have to get a wooden stake in the heart. So, you know, crying stuff, I don't know, wah, boo-hoo, that sort of thing. Okay, yeah, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, got okay. this. I got, got this. Got Start got rolling. <laughs> Take one. Sure don't want to think about it a little longer. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a take. Break, That's everybody. Take. Let's move on. Next scene. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you do a good you do a good Nick Cage. I know you think it drifts into other people, but it's pretty good. Uh, all right, you are what? Oh, this is another dumb. I think I played this at the top of the show too. You are with me. No one talks like that, dude. No, no one. No. All right, here's the old barf and hide. <laughs> and when he hides under the couch, <laughs> sounds like he pukes up a glass lamp. Oh, no, it's yeah. so bad. <laughs> I was I was sure was we were gonna get somebody barfing in this movie. It never happened though. No. No. Lots, Lots of, of retching. Yeah, no retching, no barfing. No production. That's what we say. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for this right here. Just hand it to me. This is the film sack checklist. Uh the first on here is worse than Wicker Man. Check. I think we can say that pretty safely. Mm -hmm. Uh Maria Conchita, I want to to never o work o with Nico Cajo again o <laughs> check 
And then wow. finally, this gun tastes better than cockroach. Check. All right. So there's that. Hey, moving mm. on to Star Trek Connections. We do have one. And by the way, as we are at this point of the show, uh, a shout out and some rest in peace for uh, the the actor that played Nog. Or uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, Nog? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on D Space Nine, passed away yesterday, and um, oh, no. he had a lot of a lot of long-standing health that. issues. Born with one kidney, which I never knew about. He had a transplant at fourteen, okay. had another one at forty-seven, um, but just passed away. Apparently, according to everybody you read, like every Star Trek actor that ever worked with the guy, sounds like the single nicest human being they ever encountered in their uh, time on that show or uh, in Star Trek stuff. So, anyway, shout out mm. to him. It's very very sad. Yeah, I, I when I went and looked last night at his Wikipedia article, I was sad because people were vandalizing it. And oh. it's just like, l- listen, no, Doing that. you're a bad person. If you're vandalizing right. Aaron Eisenberg's Wikipedia article the day he yeah. dies, yeah. you're a bad yeah. person. And you need you're a garbage go bag of a person. Yeah, you're bad people. He was only 50. <laughs> Apparently it was complications of this, this lifelong stuff he'd dealt with. And I don't know, he just sounded like the nicest dude. So even if Nog annoyed you, I actually kind of like Nog on DS9 after a while. He grew on me. Uh, shout out to that dude. Well, anyway, this show, or this movie's got some uh, connections, at least one that Daryl could find. Jerry Rector. He played oh, Larry. Rector. Rector. Damn near Damn. killed her. Yep. <laughs> nice. Gotta do it. Uh, TNG played one of a pair of abducting aliens along with his identical twin brother, Jeff Rector, in the third season episode, Allegiance, <laughs> in 1990. Jeff Rector and then Jerry Rector. Jeff Rector is such a great name. You have to keep saying it out loud. Jeff Rector. I can't stop. That's a good name. It's got. It it's is, very yeah. alliterative or very um not alliterative. Uh, what, what do you call that when the name just flows really well? It just sounds good. There's a word for that. Uh, sounds good. It's not alliterative because that's like it would be if like it was good name Jeff Jiffy or something or Jeff. Right. It's not alliterative. No. No. Um, yeah, I don't know what do you call it. But Jeff Rector, the adventures it's, of Jeff it's onomatopoeia because it sounds exactly like what it does. What it does. Yeah, very well done. <laughs> uh, soundtrack great. I give it a T for terrible. It was not memorable and kind of bad and all over the place. Not a great yeah. soundtrack. Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. And as is tradition, we start with Randy. Vampires kiss. I have too much respect for my friend and co-host, Brian J. Ibbett, to even facetiously compare the weekly orgies at his house to this pile of crap. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you, Nick Cage. You're not even welcome in my joke. Good day, sir. I said good day. Wow. That's wow. intense. Intense. Speaking of intense, Brian Dunaway. Oh, vampires kiss like storming out of the greasy spoon and your vampire bite suddenly starts hurting. But it's okay because there's dancing mimes outside your high rise apartment complex (laughs) spitting and slapping each other. (laughs) Were you not entertained? By the way, were they really slapping because it made a sound? I guess they were slapping. Yeah, Yeah. they're not good mimes. You're supposed to (laughs) mime that. Terrible mimes. Right. Not There's not supposed to, to be actual full body contact on mimes. They're supposed a to beautiful mime. Yeah. yeah or beautiful or any mime, kind absolutely. of uh any kind of foley work. None of that. You're not allowed. Did mm-hmm. you go to mime school? What the hell? All right, finally, Brian Ebbett. Vampire's kiss. Nicholas Cage is bitten by an asshole vampire and slowly starts to become an asshole himself. Yeah. Vampasties. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nice. that's uh, like I, we didn't. I don't feel like we fully talked about how this movie doesn't care it to get things right. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> right. like that was that was the the hardest thing for me. Like, even like with his uh, accent and whatever, like I could go with okay, there were decisions made. 
But when it comes to the stickers on uh, what's her name's breasts or the band aids, Jennifer Beals, yeah, Yeah. or yeah, like just there, there were so many things where I'm like, oh, why didn't they get another? Why didn't they look at their dailies and go, oh, we didn't get that right? Like that, oh, that 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 is clearly visible. Not only did they not do it, they decided to use it twice in the movie. Right, the same scene scene. as though it happened differently the second time, but he's wearing the same boxers, (laughs) and you're just like, come on, guys. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They totally repeated that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe her character is just really shy, and in in addition to wearing a shirt and a bra, she also has, uh, you know, she's very self-conscious about her nipples, so she just 24-7 wears pasties. But in his imagination is what you're saying, right? Oh, so it's... Well, oh, I think that maybe even though she wasn't a vampire, okay, maybe she, maybe he did take her home. <laughs> I oh, love I this. Don't. I don't no, think so because I, I remember when he went back in the morning. Remember that morning he came in there with that coffee to oh, hand it to her, and there was nothing in the bed. There, yeah. And he's like holding it there as if somebody's there and like shaking and stuff. I think she was never there. Yeah, she's never there. Yeah, Brian's I can't believe I didn't get Vampire's Kiss <laughs> of all the movies to not get. <laughs> I don't know. They really messed with our minds this time. Uh, all right well now this uh these are alternate titles uh these were just handed to me as well and these are these are almost the titles they didn't quite make the cut they went with vampire's kiss but originally it was going to be called change your freaking vampire neck band-aid already that was almost a thing mm-hmm. that was nasty Second grossest thing in the movie for me was it not changing that. <laughs> and uh, finally, break that rusty cage and run. Get it? Oh, uh, yes. That reminds me, by the, the way, Chris, Krista, or, uh, Chris Cornell, who sadly uh, took his own life a year ago or so, his and daughter, 15-year-old daughter, just released a single um, from an album that he yeah, and her were great. producing. And it's really good. Oh, yeah, I hadn't heard about this. You should check yeah. it out. But it's like, um, yeah. incre- you can hear... That strong, you know, how there was strength in his voice when he would sing. Yeah, like, you yeah. can hear it in her, and it's it's not like it doesn't sound like her dad, but you can just hear that like whatever that is. It was good. It was good. They got a chance to see. That's what he should have lived for. I agree. For Finish that. that album with your daughter. Don't don't go out yet. I miss Cornell's voice, man. That guy. Yeah. Something else. Anyway, there's a little side note. Another sad note. Jeez, between that and Star Trek, I got all the sad stuff mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. All right, quick email from a listener who wrote in to filmsack at gmail.com. Uh, to finish this out today, this is from Aaron, who says, Aloha, Scott, Randy, Brian, and Brian. Oh, he's taking your line oh, there, Randy. Right. Get a little <laughs> Hawaii up in there. During your sacking of Rocky Three, Ibbett asked how realistic it was that Hulk Hogan's character had the gimmick of Thunderlips the Ultimate Male, since it was me- wasn't menacing like Andre the Giant or The Undertaker. There's a long history of pro wrestlers using a ladies' man type gimmick, or the, uh, uh, sorry, or on the opposite spectrum where a male is portrayed as somewhat effeminate. A few examples of this be adorable Adrian Adonis, or ravishing Rick Rude, or nature boy Ric Flair, Uh, the model Rick Martin, or Martell rather, and the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. There is even an old Bugs Bunny cartoon from 1951 entitled Bugs Hugged, where Bugs is the mascot for a wrestler named Ravishing Ronald, who comes out and is showered with flowers and perfume. Uh, Bugs ends up having to wrestle in his place but that's not pertinent here anyway thanks for all you guys do to introduce me to these movies i would otherwise never have watched or heard of and for being the perfect soundtrack to my commute aaron no well you're welcome oh. aaron but also he's right and i'd forgotten yeah, i that. love i love that Bugs Bunny think, tune, by the way. yeah it's really thunder good lips was a you know women are gonna say oh you know i want to be with a guy whose nickname is thunder lips mm-hmm 
Right. Yeah. But, but he was called that because he would do this. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good at the motorboat. Yeah. Right. He could motorboat like nobody else. But real quick, that Bugs Bunny cartoon, which I agree, Dunaway is awesome. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Chuck Jones joint. And that guy just had his yeah. 107th birthday if he was alive. He would wow. Have mm. Wow. If he was alive, he'd like, kill me. Yeah. He'd be like, right. someone <laughs> end it now. <laughs> Driver's steak. Man, I'm a zombie. I'm a zombie. I'm a zombie. Everything he did, I loved. Yeah, I love Chuck Jones. Boy, his books are great, too. Yeah. Reading about his life. He's amazing. There needs to be a proper... Is there a proper documentary I've just never seen? Because I would love... Uh, I've seen a few documentaries, but they're... I wouldn't say they're proper. They're more like... It's a couple improper ones. (laughs) Yeah. They deal a lot lot with the termite terror. They deal with other stuff. Yeah. But Chuck Jones is in there, so... Chuck Jones is so good. Anyway, if you don't know who we're talking about, go Google him. Uh, that's your email this week. Filmsack at gmail.com is where it came. Next week, we are watching Creep Show, Creep Show 2. 2. Oh my Creepy gosh. Show. We're, we're hanging out on Amazon Prime. Have we never seen By Creep Show way. 1, though? Have we done that? We did, I thought we did see Creep Show 1, no? We're about to I thought we out. saw the other uh, anthology, not the Creep Show series. Not the Creep uh, Show. Tales from the Dark Side? Uh, or... Did we see that one? I don't think we saw that one either. Uh, Creep Show so far not showing up on the new feed. Let's check the old feed. Okay. Creep <laughs> show. Yeah, we, we have never done yeah. Creep Show. Make so. sure you, make sure you get is... Vampire's Kiss bit, uh, in before October the 2nd. is leaving Prime oh, yeah. very soon. That's right. Yeah, the good news about Creep Show 2, you don't need to have seen Creep Show 1 to understand what's going on in Creep Show 2. Exactly. Good. It's kind of like the Rocky movies. <laughs> We've been going backwards. <laughs> right. We're going to watch them in reverse order. Yeah. So Creep Show 1 had Stephen King in a bit role, didn't right. he? He was all right. like a chia pet at the end or something. Do I have that memory right? Where he, get, he We're, grew a bunch of... Yes. Yes. He got moldy because he touched a bad meteor. That's what it was. So this one is not that one then. I'm just trying to separate them in my head. This one is not that one. Mm-hmm. Um, these, is this the one with the cigarette smoking thing? Like, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I don't remember. Was. It's been so long. I've seen both movies, but I just don't remember. Yeah, they all blur too. together. Get them mixed up. Uh, for some reason, I'm, I'm even I'm putting things in my head that are totally Crypt Keeper stuff that has nothing to do with this, yeah. but I still do mm-hmm. that. Anyway, that's going to be next week. It's a little nice little uh, early preview of our yeah, Halloween we're, month. We're getting started on our Sacktober early with uh, Vampire's Kiss and Creep Show 2. And looking at the movies we've got for Sacktober, a couple of the most famous, well-known horror movies of all time this year. I don't want to spoil it yet. Yeah. We we've we have a we have a way of jinxing these things. But I'm really really excited about this year, guys. We're gonna we're gonna see some great stuff. Yeah, and it's our 10 year anniversary in October, so ah. celebrate with us, folks. We'll do mm-hmm. something special. I don't know what yet, but something cool. Uh, watch for that. And uh, next week again, Creep Show. Creep Show Two is on um, Prime, is it? Amazon Prime. Prime. Yep, we're making you use all your Prime, so that if you sign up for a free month of Prime, you can use it all up right now with Vampire's Kiss and yep. Creep Show Two. Yep, yep. So go watch that. And then we're gonna sack the marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, good oh, lord! Oh yeah. I want to see that new weird <laughs> I, animated thing they got on there. Do you see that weird thing with? Uh, it's got Saul on it from Better Call Saul and um, a bunch of other people I know. But anyway, it's it's animated, but it looks like real people. You guys seen this? Oh, no, no. Oh, can, can we? Can we all throw out the if you are trying out Amazon Prime for the first time, you need to watch this thing? Like, what's your thing? Oh, like, on uh, Prime? What's your thing? Uh, Name thing. Man in the High Castle. I'd watch that. Uh, Ooh, good one. The, boy, the Boys. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If it just stole mine. Oh, sorry. All right. Then, <laughs> By the way, do you have any? No, I don't subscribe to Amazon Prime except when you make me. But- <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I think Justified is still on there. Watch Justified. That's a mm. great show. Yeah, yeah. For, Justified. That's a great reason to to have Amazon. Prime. Doesn't at no, least the first season of Bosch. We've enjoyed a lot of Bosch, but I think the first season is a is a is a must. Yeah, the first season is the best of Bosch, but it's all good. But I think you're right. And what's and Neil? Uh, what's the uh, Neil Gaiman? Um, oh, uh, the one the with Good Omens. Uh, good Omens is fantastic. Good Omens. Yes, yeah. exactly. Love that. And there's a lot of great original Prime stuff. It's funny Randy brought up the one thing that's not Prime original. It's just an FX show that ended up on Prime. Yeah, that's on Prime. Well, it's there, but it's not an original. It's like a FX did it. So you got to come up with a... Give us a Prime original, Randy. What do you got? You got to give us one. You got to have one. Uh, yeah, and the, the boys is so good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Carl Urban? Guys, it's He's so, so good. freaking good. It's really good. Uh, What am I going to go with? Um, Gosh, dude, we... uh. There's lots of good stuff. You could do the marvelous There's, Miss Maisel. Uh, what about what about that new one with the? Uh, I like oh, Patriot a lot. I like Patriot. Oh right, and the Bodyguard was. Oh no, it was Bodyguard Netflix. No, Bodyguard's no, Netflix. Right. Fleabag's supposed to be good. I haven't Fleabag. seen it yet. Fleabag. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Everybody's been telling about Fleabag. Everyone's raving about Marsha or Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, Catastrophe's supposed to be very funny. Uh, oh, Homecoming is good. That one's Amazon Prime with uh, Julia Roberts. Oh yeah, that's supposed to be very good. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. I enjoyed one. it. Oh, when Mississippi is very funny. If you like Tignataro at all, it's a very funny. One comedy. Mississippi. That is a great, great recommendation. First, yeah, uh, yes. I think that's your pick. If I and if I was to make make a secondary one, I would say the first season of Goliath, and then you can wonder yeah. in dismay why season two is so freaking weird. Yeah, I yeah, because one was amazing, and there were one parts of so two good. where you were like, "Oh, okay, we're good here with season two. and then it went off the rails, man. What happened mm-hmm. with that show? Bums me out because uh, what's his name? French uh, Bill, Bill Bob Thornton's really good in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll tell was... you something you might not have noticed on Amazon Prime, and you should all go watch. Is called The New Yorker Presents. Oh uh, right, it is just it is just a series of like mini documentaries and interviews, uh, and it's all based on things that have been in the New Yorker. It's really good. They have a very good podcast as well. That's basically that, but in audio form. And I I haven't seen the video version, but I'm sure it's as good. Those guys make really good stuff. Can we can we just take a minute for the for the loss of uh, freaking uh, the boys? Just a minute, like sure, Brian Ibbett. Like, what's the like? What got you? What what about the boys? Is like just like oh, this was so great. Uh, the um, just the unexpected turns in there. Like, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, characters. You know, you kind of know that these guys are are kind of jerks going into this, and depth of 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 characters for uh, um, ones that could be two dimensional, like the Aquaman equivalent, like the the uh, deep, the deep, and and like the Wonder Woman equivalent. I am as no, what's her name? Uh, Queen uh, Queen Ashara, not Queen Ashara. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Queen, I killed! I accidentally my team accidentally killed one of the uh, cast one members. Of, of the you May, killed May, one of the seven. Yes. No, yeah. Queen Maeve. Um, that's right. Yeah, I, I. Uh, they're just oh, deep. Dope. They're just well-written, deep characters that I feel like this is what Watchmen, the movie Watchmen, tried to be, and uh, and didn't succeed. Well, in some ways, about, in some ways, the boys, series. the boys is a very depressing read. I don't like it as a comic. I think it's. Oh, I never read it. It's yeah. just kind of mean and kind of awful to itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the show is. The show is almost like, hey, guys, what if we kind of circumvented? Well, you know, we're never going to get the rights to Watchmen. HBO has that. Why don't we just see what our take would be? We'll use the boys as the basis. And they've succeeded. It's very, very good. 
Oh, yeah, because yeah. you get tone and you're able to say this is a dark comedy that, you know, and, and actually have the dark comedy in there. Uh, in the comic, you you can't get the tone. You you may, it may never occur to you that some of these things are crazy, and that makes them funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Oh my god, it's really like, good. It's this, really good. It's not for the kids it, though. No kids, everybody. No. Oh, this is hard R stuff. Like, hard. You're gonna hard figure. R. You're gonna figure that out in the very first uh couple of minutes when uh oh, oh, freaking uh Huey's girlfriend gets killed by A Train. Oh yeah, that was that was when I knew I was in for it. I was like, okay, that's Mm -hmm. where this is going. All right, yeah, Uh, buckle in. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) the first couple minutes. Don't worry, Brian. We did not spoil it. It's not a spoiler. There goes the only thing I was looking forward to watching. No, 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 no. Let's just you need to to watch this. Please watch this. If for nothing else, there is a there is a young actor named Anthony Starr who is not. He's just not the most useful actor. I can't imagine right. him finding uh, like crazy awesome roles. But as Homelander in this show, mm. he is phenomenal. I want him to win an Emmy. Oh, he should win an Emmy. He's incredible in this. Mm-hmm. And he is, oh, man, I hate Homelander. Guy got under my skin like no character in TV. <laughs> yeah. Such That's Marmy. Yeah. Such a bastard. I hear that guy. By the way, I hear he's really good on that other. There's some ah, Cinemax original he was good on. It wasn't American st- Gothic. No, shit. Okay, it's a it's ah. He he was also in a show called Banshee. Banshee, that's it. Banshee's okay. supposed to be good. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. Uh, you're uh, saying it's it, he's a basic white guy, and it's really hard for him to distinguish himself. But in the boys, wow. Yeah, no, he found his role. He's. He's really good at it. When we're done away, you were going to say something. Okay, yeah. Oh, as I was going to say, I, I do give Randy a hard time about the Prime. I'm fine with watching the Prime and getting the Prime. I think it's Randy's insistence that I'd get the Prime that I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy it. No, sir. Yeah. You just want to be disagreeable in kind of a fun way. Yeah. I get it. Right, right. It's, just, it's for fun. Yeah, I yeah. am fine with Amazon Prime. Yeah, Prime's great. Yeah. Especially if you already have it. It's, you know, it's a thing and it's there and you should use it. Right. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for joining us. Be back here next time for uh, our coverage of the fine 80s epic. Uh, what's it called again? <laughs> Forgot. Creep Show or, 2. Oh, Creep Show 2. <laughs> uh, a little bit of anthology horror for you next week uh, right here on FilmSack. In the meantime, FilmSack.com is our website. You're encouraged to go there on the frequent and uh, check out whatever you need. You can find links to everything. You can send us voicemails at 801-471-0462 and filmsack at gmail.com remains our email address. You can find us on Twitter at Filmsack and leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I'm a vampire! We'll see you next time. Goes to say it multiple times. Yeah. Too late, too late, too late. <laughs>